Welcome to the New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learnt and how they have handled their growth. We believe that we all have wisdom to be shared with each other and can learn from listening to each other's stories. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you feel like leaving us a review and sharing the love, that would be greatly appreciated. So this is just a heads up because, you know, there's a lot of information that is coming to light at the moment. And through these episodes, each person is going to share a different side of that for them. Now, this isn't to say that every single thing that is shared here is going to be 100% accurate, you know. It's just not where we are right now. It's just not the case of the unravelling and the disclosures that are being revealed to us. Obviously, things are always, always changing. And in one moment, something can be so real and so true. And the next moment is completely shifted and changed into something else. This is the journey of evolution. This is the journey of incension that we are going through right now. So this is just an invitation that you're discernment is really really important as always as usual please take what resonates and leave the rest thank you hi and welcome back to the new monks podcast in today's episode i'm speaking to viviana who i met recently and we just connected in conversation about being in an abusive relationship and how that actually is such a gift and can equip us with so much strength and power and discernment. And so I wanted to get her onto the podcast because her story goes all the way back from when she was a teenager, since she was 14. She came into a lot of information about indigo children and all sorts of different things and her world and her third eye and her light language started coming online at such a young age and so since then it's just been this process of discovery and figuring out well as we all are on this journey what is really happening on planet earth and so yeah she goes into detail about her journey from such a young age and then growing older and now she's a doula so we speak a bit about giving birth and all the things that she's learned along her way and again we speak a little bit about the traps and false light and the spiritual matrix that she also ended up entering into and (laughs) now recognizing and realizing that there's there's a lot more clarity when um, we can learn from our past mistakes so i hope you enjoy this episode thank you hello welcome to the monks podcast (laughs) thank you for inviting me Mm, that's okay so um yeah basically this is just about your journey and i'm just kind of like profiling different people and what they've been through and because I feel like normally there's a moment that happens something happens and something shifts and then like you know what I mean this whole world opens mm-hmm. up so I'm, you know I think it's really important that we speak about this stuff you know 
and share because I think so much can be learned when we listen to each other, you know. So that's basically the concept. And um, yeah, but I'd like to begin with just taking a few deep breaths in and out. Yeah, and then just tell us how you're feeling right now. Hi. It's like this weird mixture of um, excitement and exhaustion. Mm. And yeah, I just feel my heartbeat and I'm like, yeah, just curious what we're going to co-create, basically. Nice. Love that. <laughs> and you? How do you feel right now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired. I was just um, speaking to Georgie earlier on the other series, so <laughs> that was a really nice conversation as well. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to her yesterday as well, and um, yeah, she actually feels went... like we're all kind of weaving, right? We're all yeah. weaving together, and even if we don't know the others are talking, it's kind of adding to our mm. remembrance as well. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. And you know what? It's so, I feel like I learned so much through conversation. Actually, someone, had a friend I had another friend round recently and he was like yeah it's like we're sharing notes <laughs> yeah it feels like that doesn't it yeah and everyone has to, kind of their special excitement or like their special area and we kind of help each other to decode it easier I feel it's yeah. like we don't have to go like deep down the rabbit hole of everything sometimes we can just um yeah make the way easier for someone else when we're already some steps ahead maybe um, yeah. yeah yeah you know what I totally agree one thing that I find really interesting though because I feel like there's something happens sometimes with when when that happens and some people kind of like I don't know it's almost like an insult to think that you're a few steps ahead mm-hmm. which it, it shouldn't be do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like why why <laughs> you mean the insult is in someone perceiving you the way they are ahead of you or in which way is it an insult what do you mean well I mean you kind of just said you know it's good to share if you have already you know you're a few steps ahead and you kind mm-hmm. of got that information or and experience right mm-hmm. but I think sometimes that can be taken in a way that it's just it's like it's perceived as being in your ego or something yeah. but, but it's actually just like well maybe that's just how it is you know mm-hmm. yeah I hear you I feel it's really about where 
where the sharing is coming from mm. because i think there's also this thing of the spiritual ego or like feeling like you figured it out it, it's, it's the same way for everyone and that's how everyone is kind of judging other processes for your own process and being yeah. so cool with yourself that you're not seeing that someone else has maybe a completely different process or something yeah that's true and yeah but i feel it's, it's, i meant it in a way of like i for example don't have the capacity right now to dive super deep into common and natural law but um, i'm like super i'm see i see how important this is you know how important it is to research about this but it's so good to have conversations with people about it yeah. who are like studying this for years exactly. already because this can help yeah. you to find the things that really matter and to come to the um to the essence kind of faster a little yeah. no i completely agree and i think mm -hmm. what i was gonna mean it's like uh, we will help ourselves when we can see that other people are, might be a few steps ahead of us in some way rather than like fighting it, resisting that. Yeah, it's not it's not a value judgment of they are better than you. It's just yes. we kind of we kind of explore these things in a different flow and everyone has their rhythm. And exactly. maybe with some things you are much more ahead and with other yeah. things like, yeah, and it's really beautiful, I feel. Yeah. At least, like from the experiences I have in the last months and years, like meeting more people that are truly land on such deep level yes. that are just burning for the truth as well and oh, I love that yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and that's what I meant when I said I'm so exhausted because actually I, like yesterday I was like hours on calls with friends just yeah diving deep into like core wounds and also um yeah just figuring out the, the root of things mm. and for me this is like this is what I'm here for you know to to, to come to truth and to to remember this this wisdom in our bodies and this wisdom of remembering who we truly are and sometimes it's so exciting I feel I'm kind of like overloading myself a little you know of like being so excited that it's kind of like um mm. overstimulating in some some energetic or vibrational sense yeah mm. so it's also good to slow down again and have some water because yeah. it's really fiery the energy yeah. and sometimes really good to remember there's also earth and water mm -hmm. and air, not just fire <laughs> Yeah, yeah 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 sometimes it kind of I find it just gets a bit much and then I, and then I just need to retract a bit and take mm -hmm. a moment you know yeah and then you can go back in again later you know yeah and what I find so crucial is this nervous system regulation because yeah basically anything you do um can land much deeper inside of you if your nervous system is regulated or if you strive to regulate it it's kind of this you have this this channel like this pipeline of how much you can take in and information or realizations or whatever and if your system is like under stress it's kind of like tightening up right and it's like the, the pipe is like smaller mm -hmm. and if you're relaxed and you just surrender or you open up like the things are just flowing so much easier and we have so much easier process of everything at yeah. least from my experience yeah also because i think sometimes when your nervous system isn't um calm then you're like getting triggered and you know in that space where it's like ah you know so that mm -hmm. it's hard for anything to come in you know mm -hmm. <laughs> to be received but yeah. it's I mean yeah this is something I feel like a lot of people are focusing on at the moment but I like just the word that you used at the beginning the remembering so mm -hmm. um what uh when how did that come to you this this word you know and what what does that like really mean for you mm -hmm. you know? like it's something that I feel is was always there as if like 
I really have to go far back of like when I was 12 or 13 and I started to be able to read some like books that are a bit more you know like philosophical or stuff you know like just not just like kindergarten books basically <laughs> like just when I started to get interested into reading um fantasy stories or also like about um power animals and about angels and all these things I was like really young actually I went to the library and I was researching there was this new living new thinking it was like a blog with a lot of books and I feel, felt like I've read all of them you know by some years of just um yeah about runes and about nature religion and and I just had always this deep um curiosity about reconnecting with nature and about yeah figuring out what is beyond the visible it was kind of like really early there already and then I went into Vika. I don't know if you know that it's like paganism um it's this nature religion where you really connect with the elements and like yeah basically you personify um the god and the goddess with with like elements as well and yeah I started to do kind of things like white magic and I figured out it's maybe some remembrance of past life but it was nothing that was like serving me long term you know I never felt like I was doing something super bad but it was more like I learned how to call in the elements and to make a circle of of like energy and these kind of things and you know I was like just sitting there at night in my room with 14 just doing these sea balls like these energy balls just trying to feel the energy between my palms and stuff you know (laughs) and yeah Yeah. yeah (laughs) what else to do it was pretty bored maybe (laughs) um yeah no it's funny because I when I was younger I was really into like witch Mm -hmm. spells I remember I borrowed this book from the library same thing and it had a whole book of spells and I really believed it and I literally Mm. copied out the entire book Mm. (laughs) and you couldn't Ah, yeah, you were you were kind of getting it and copying it to keep it. Or what? Yeah, yeah, right. Ah, out the okay. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I was a similar age. But the thing is, there's so much wacky energy in this scene, you know? It's like actually so dark, I figured, after some years now. And of like, it's just so twisted, you know? Like, white magic is still not, I don't know, co-creating with God Source for me. Like, it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's like inherently bad or it doesn't serve anyone, but I just realized through the the last I don't know 13 14 years I've come to another place of just um not forcing my will upon creation Oof. or not not trying to force whatever you know like not trying to make something happen but more surrendering to the will yeah. of the divine which is a completely different internal um attitude I feel mm-hmm. and yeah I mean that was I, just sorry. that was just my starting point I, there's much yes, more yes, yes. I could tell you and yeah but well, I mean, for me as well, for the at a young age, it was just innocent. There wasn't really mm-hmm. an idea, a concept, or anything. It was just like mm-hmm. this, yeah, curiosity, like you said. So then, yeah, I mean, fourteen years on—that's quite a long time. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah, tell us about if your... my math is right. I know I'm twenty-seven <laughs> now. Yeah. So kind of yeah, around that time. So um, basically, from a young age, you were always really yeah in, interested in something was. Yeah. And then with, I think it was with 16, a friend of mine from school, she yeah. she was the only one I could talk about star star family. And we were talking about crystal children. I, I just found these things out about um, high sensitivity. And I just felt so seen, you know, I was like, ah, okay. Wow, I felt so, you know, like recognition. That's and so then, cool. hmm? 
so young as well. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what's going on, but I was really, you know, I, I was really like diving deep into it. It's like um, as if all, all my soul was kind of calling to find the truth and like going into these layers of maybe another layer of illusion pretty early to see through them as well earlier or something. Yeah. Um, basically, she she brought me to family constellations. So I started like doing family constellations once a month. And it was called Indigo Constellations. And yeah, it was like I did this for 10 years until last year um, where I stopped when I found oh. Colantics. When when I figured out that she's working with me, that run, I was just like so shocked. You know, I was like, like, you know, like that, that this teacher of mine I was trusting so much was actually not seeing through the distortion that I'm seeing through right now. And she's not even willing to look at that. But it's, it's another topic. It's just... um. It was serving me a, a lot with being mm -hmm. able to discern energy, mm -hmm. you know, to be to in the family constellation, you learn a lot to to feel what what is resonating in your body and actually to receive information from the quantum field and from the morphogenetic field. And this was kind of like an intensive training. Yeah, as well. I mean, it's a very long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's but... not that... I also had breaks of a year or, you know, like it's not, but it was consistent kind of helping me yeah. in my life. And yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get to that, to that part in a bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's amazing. Like to, at 16 to have that um, reflection as well. Do you know, like mm -hmm. you felt seen? Cause I think I didn't have that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of like a place where I could explore all these things that um, I felt, but no one else was talking about or no one else was kind of exploring, I felt. And yeah, there was another friend of mine in school who who I could talk about Star Family, you know, and about um, Pleiadians and all these things, you know, that is like the superficial layer of New Age spirituality kind of. And But we had we had this intense, deep longing for home, you know. We both yes. felt so homesick. I remember this moment of sitting on on my bed with her and we were both kind of crying and listening to some whatever some weird channeling just you know just this this mm -hmm. feeling of completely not wanting to be here like I'd never I'd never had these like suicidal thoughts really or something but it was this feeling of like what am I actually doing here you know I just want to go back <laughs> and yeah this deep pain of like being being separate actually from source mm. Yeah, it's, ama it's amazing. I think, yeah, it's just I'm just like, wow, that's such a young age to even know about all this stuff. And it's funny that you called it the superficial, <laughs> the superficial layer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and at the same time, as what was also really intense, you know, like just I I had my vision opening up, and I was like seeing visions and stuff, and I didn't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I was in a Steiner school, and there was one teacher of mine I could talk with, and he was like, "It's all okay. You're just." expanding your perception <laughs> nothing bad like I could talk also about mushrooms with him and stuff you know like and it's helped me a lot to feel sane and not feel like there's something going on that's completely wrong with me or so that's um, amazing yeah yeah I'm really grateful for all my mentors and teachers and and the the beings that were supporting me in my, my journey so um I mean it's interesting you said that that happened but even you were still at an an alternative school Mm -hmm. even though you know you've managed to find people that support you it, th there was still this like you know it's very different to society you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah 
that kind of this bubble, right? Where it's more accepted kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, so also, how did you end up in the Steiner School? Because, you know, that's also quite unique in itself, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I was I was six years, so I didn't decide it myself. Or I, Like, my parents chose it for us. And I'm super, super grateful to them for that, you know? Um, I think a friend of my mom inspired her. And yeah, the first two years I was in a normal school, let's say. And it was really intense and traumatizing for me, you know, to have grades and like first grade and stuff. And when I came to the Steiner school in the third grade, because my sister also got a spot there, um, it's like, yeah, it's just a completely different universe of like much more art. And yeah, it's different. It's not everything. It's it's also, you can idealize it in a way. Yeah. It's also not everything, you know, love and light. It's like, yeah, but it's definitely more allowing you to to develop your own sense of self and your own inner pillar of what is true for you. And I don't feel it's breaking you in the way that the school system is breaking you normally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think so many people probably feel traumatized, but don't really know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so young that you go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many people must struggle with that grading system, you know? I feel it starts much earlier. I'm also a doula and um, support women in preparing for birth, you know, and in the yes, process of conceiving a child. And yeah, I was researching or, or reading a lot about prenatal trauma as well. Yes, and about how yes, the yes. time in the womb is already kind of imprinting us and how important it is in which state our mother is in. And this is like, yeah. of course, the school system has its place, but I feel they actually try to already traumatize much earlier, you know, at the birth, because this is when the woman is most vulnerable. And this is also where you can access your most power. So it's kind of a crucial point for them to to have influence there because then they can control the whole family how the family is gonna develop you know yeah 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 totally i mean uh, budge i'd love to yeah get into more detail about the doula because um yeah i spoke to someone else who does that which is really mm -hmm. cool and i had another friend who basically had a home birth uh, hopefully i will speak to her just on her own just her and her mm -hmm. partner and a free birth is called yeah, like without yeah. a midwife you mean like yeah wow I know, her first, her first child as well. And she said it was a really positive experience, you know, because mm -hmm. that's also not always, well, in the hospitals as well, that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I've told completely, like, when you start realising this, just like, wow, the levels of things that are happening right from that point, from that moment, that just cause a fracture, you know? Yeah, it's so crucial and it's so important as well to ask like hey how was my birth to ask your your mothers you know to just have some insights of like hey how how did you feel when you were pregnant with me and what happened there actually you know because yeah. for example my mom she had like an um I think she was on a roller coaster or something and then she had a near she had no accident but it was close to an accident so she had this shock and actually in um, therapy some years ago I went back in like some hypnotic state and I saw how this was kind of like influencing my life, you know, and when I released that blockage, or I released this experience. Um, I felt my my eyes are much more open. I can perceive in a completely different way. I'm much more incarnated because just being in the body and just, yeah, walking around doesn't mean that you're incarnated. Oh, it's, yeah. a con it's a constant process to kind of bring more of us in the body and bring yeah. more of our essence here. Yeah, yeah, so true. I mean, yeah, just that's so totally resonates because I feel <laughs> For my whole life until my awakening started, I was not in my body at mm -hmm. all. 
<laughs> you know yeah but what um so what you said you were seeing visions as well not like the thing is i've realized later it's the thing like i, I could i'm kind of jumping right now yeah, yeah. um but yeah later in the ceremony like in my early 20s i went to ceremonies um and in the ceremony i the, the medicine showed me plant medicines right yeah. yeah plant medicine showed me that the way i'm perceiving is not the way everyone is perceiving i saw myself in the memory as a child and i was like what i thought everyone sees everything the way i do you know yeah. i thought this is normal you know <laughs> like like that my that my side is so open that i can just know what people think and you know these kind of things that this is normal and i think normally it is normal but it's it's sadly not normal and it's like to okay. realize some people don't have this is like wow this was such a re revelation for me yeah yeah, yeah. I, sorry i thought you meant just in general like that you everyone sees things differently but you meant you mm -hmm. meant the the senses and like yeah the, the ability to perceive and to receive this direct cognition as well and to have this yes. intuitive knowing and have these 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 images you know about something or yeah just yeah. receive these insights which is also kind of i feel like with the witch thing what you were sharing about yeah. I feel which is like the the term is really loaded with a lot of um yeah, ambivalence sadly um and for me the, the term that fits much more is like healers because which feels is like you know there's so much trauma around that and I feel mm -hmm. like um there happened so much that put it in the in the wrong light yes. because what it ultimately is for me is to be um integrated with God's source but for a lot of people that means something else so it's really about what do we mean when we speak a certain term because yeah, so you can have a completely different association with something I say yeah 100% because the thing is that the witches were branded as these people that were like working mm -hmm. in the darks and like I don't know for me that's not how I see it mm -hmm. and right people can have totally different interpretations yeah and also in the middle ages like women were just so yes. scary like imagine they can freaking grow another human inside of them and they bleed every month without dying you know like what is going on with this being <laughs> you know like just to to kind of shift and to see how how scary and how powerful this actually is and how yeah. um from the sense of a non-life agenda it makes so much sense to suppress that because this is actually our true power mm -hmm. and yeah yeah i mean you know this what you're saying about the the way you perceive I also had that and you're right for me it was also was a huge moment that's just like I thought everyone I think it was mainly with my intuition I thought everyone mm -hmm. was feeling into that you know and then it was like oh wait they're not <laughs> and even talking about it now it's kind of like um I don't have it so much more but some years ago I had this feeling of like I cannot I don't want to be visible because I feel I'm, I'm going to be attacked or you know like there's this fear of persecution coming up from these other timelines you know yeah, and I was clearing that out a lot you know to have this feeling of like hey I'm safe here now and I I can express myself and it's okay to be seen mm. because I feel there's like um a lot of times when we were speaking up and when we were sharing our truth it was really life-threatening and to realize that maybe it's not but even if it is this the thing is you know I had this transformation of like really seeing what I'm here for several times already but like a really deep one I just realized I'm here for this and I'm 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 going for life you know I'm here for for life and no matter what it takes um this is why I live mm. yeah and then you kind of lose the fear because it's not um it's not 
worth it to be held back by something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like definitely this is also another reason why the podcast, I've created it because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just sometimes it's this weird thing. Obviously, I think since 2020, to be honest, it's felt way more like, oh, now we can just be open, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. there was sometimes this thing that was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, interesting. But now I'm like, no, let's talk about this. Let's speak about it. Because I really, sometimes I feel like it's literally like going through puberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Also, what you just said about 22 is like, I've never seen it or conceptualized it that way. But when you say it, it makes so much sense, it's actually that feeling of expansion and kind of, yeah, lifting the whales and just lifting yeah. them in a way that is that is uniting, that we see like, okay, we can all see through this. Not not like, oh, I'm talking about like our community. I was like, okay. yeah, let's, let's kind of um, yes. stabilize each other in knowing, hey, there's something going on. We don't completely know what is actually going on because there's so many theories and conspiracies and things that are maybe just sigh up and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to to be able to look at this together and to sharpen our discernment together. Mm. Hmm. Love that. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So you were having these visions, and this teacher helped you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And he. It's not that he did a lot. I just had like one, two talks or so with him, but they were so profound for me. You know, it was just um. Yeah, something was clicking and then I was kind of allowing it or feeling it's okay what's happening. Um, yeah, and then this other friend that was listening to the Pleiadian channelings and were homesick, you remember? Um, she she met someone and mm. yeah, and suddenly she was completely shifting. Like her energy was shifted and she was feeling, for me, she was so far away suddenly. And she was like the only one I could speak about these things. You know, she was also kind of, the one who inspired me to write light language because one time she called me she was like hey I'm here at this monastery and I'm at this beautiful tree and I just started to write some weird symbols and it was like such an activation for me I just went to my desk and just started to write like you know just crazy (laughs) not crazy but like just write everything out and when I unlocked that it was like so relieving because I could express something beyond words and I could could express just my feeling level and yeah I thought we were kind of the only ones doing that and then I figured out like when I went to Glastonbury with 19 I figured out that there's like a whole community of light language and so many people do it actually um but with 16 I was like just not knowing about it at Mm. all you know so what happened she she was doing it she told me about it on the phone that she started to write some symbols and then I was like oh yeah I can do that as well and I just started and it was just there wait 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 so you never did it before no just from that it's like she said it and then you Mm -hmm. opened and then boom yeah (laughs) wow I mean I was always writing and drawing like some like I was always drawing and writing also in school when I was listening I was always doing something with my pen you know yeah <laughs> to just scribble something to just get the energy flowing or you know I was kind of uh, yeah for me it was easier to listen when I was like doing something and writing something um and I also started to write like poetry and stuff but like to write in the light language was so different because it was not something I had to you know you have this energy streaming in and then you have to kind of channel through a certain channel and I see the languages that way of like German is a language and then you have Spanish and you have Italian whatever and but the information is beyond the language it's it's 
it's primal to that. Mm-hmm. And with light language, I feel you can just bypass this, yeah, narrowing it down. You can just kind of access the, the information behind it much easier. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's so interesting. So there was a lot happening for you in your teenage years, basically, yeah. kind of like coming online, basically. Mm-hmm. So what um what's what is your understanding of the light language now and and after having that trip in Glastonbury? Because mm-hmm. yeah, for me, what I once received on a mushroom trip was this. I, I looked at my light language of seventeen. I had my first mushroom trip. I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, or whatever. <laughs> so, um, so, and yeah, this was revealing another, but there was something else before that I want to come to, but this was revealing another layer. And I was looking at the light language and I just saw it's just, I was kind of like writing down the frequency, you know, it was like as if it's like um sound or as if it's like music. And it's like the sound of my soul, it felt. Mm. And the thing is, you can channel a lot, you know, whatever. But for me, I just go directly to source. And then I just I just connect with myself and source, basically. This is all that I do now. Um, but I had a whole journey of coming there because there was a lot of other things happening in between that really? make, um, simplify yeah. everything, basically. And with the light language, I feel really good about it, doing it myself. And but there are all these forums and Facebook groups and whatever. And yeah. I feel really selective about looking at any light language from anyone because yeah. you know it's like an energy transmission, and I don't want to have the transmission from whatever people. You know what I mean? It's like yes. um, to be really cautious with these symbols and stuff because you don't know what energy someone else is channeling with that. Mm. Um recently I was talking with a friend and he was like saying that other people say that you can be hitchhiked like when you talk light language or whatever, but for me, this is just fear mongering because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I express from my core, this is basically not a place that can be in any way deluded. Yeah, this is that, true for me. Yeah, and I also think that obviously discernment is really important, but sometimes sometimes I think like you can protect yourself anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel it depends a lot on the whole setup. You know, it's, it's a lot of yeah. things combined that make something healthy or not healthy. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah. something that I'm like doing every day. It's like most of the times when I'm having like a deep process or like journeying and then I feel like expressing something, it just comes up naturally. And actually everyone who can, who's listening can try it out for themselves. You know, just take a paper and a pen and just start to scribble something. And it doesn't have to make sense or look beautiful or anything. Just the just a pure act of expressing what is there um is kind of like really satisfying for me at least so is it mainly just the writing or is it also speaking first i was just writing and then i was also starting to sing and to speak um but i felt this this what i said this fear of persecution above that a lot so I was kind of doing it in hiding, you know, when I was at night in summer on the bike, I was starting to sing or, you know, when I was by myself and stuff, but not really like sharing with others so much about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it's interesting because uh, if it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things like it's, it's happening, it's coming through and then it's like, where do you like dance along the line of, you know, is this is this beneficial? Is this good, or or you just let it? This is an expression, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, when I was 
discovering all the slide language stuff with 16, I also, through her, I met someone who was actually really, um, yeah, I feel like involved with a lot of energies that were not healthy or not like mm -hmm. life affirming. And this pulled me really down into the darkness to really, um, yeah, I was basically like super much in fear and like kind of isolated. And it was really intense, you know, like just perceiving the world through his eyes, basically. And to just feel completely threatened all the time and not knowing what's going on. And it was really um, something that was super um, intense, but also kind of the catalyst for me to come even more into the light and to come even more into my power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, in that way, I kind of integrated this this um, journey I had there. And I was finding back to Buddhism. My, my dad is, is a Buddhist since um, 30, 25 years. Or he's not, he's like just um, focusing on Theravada Buddhism. It's just Buddha's basic, you know, the Eightfold Path and the Four Truths, just really on the basics. And like, um, he also had his journey for other Buddhist um, traditions. So when I was a child, I was also going to retreats of him sometimes, you know, I was kind of waking up, not waking up, but growing up in that scenery as well a bit. And when this happened with 16, I felt like so unstable that I kind of found relief in this knowing that there are like mantras I can say or listen to or meditation and I started to do yoga and yeah just opened me up to mindfulness and to just um yeah exploring this non-duality a little yeah yeah and I remember I was I was having this this sutra or this book from him about emptiness and I was reading it from from some Buddhist nun, I was reading it, but I was not getting it at all. You know, I tried to access it with my mind. I was like, emptiness, but like, what does she actually mean? Like, it was so, um, yeah, it was too far away still, in a way, yeah. or I was too far away from that space. And, yeah, that was kind of the journey until I was like, my, my end teen years. And then, yeah, as I said, like I started to to explore the psychedelics a little or um, to open up my mind in that space. Um, and yeah, having my experiences there of like realizing there's really something beyond this layer and there's really something beyond this realm, you know, and we can we can open up to that. And it was really, really transformative and really deep um, remembering as well and helping me to remember. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. then there was this moment where I went to some rainbow gathering, I think, in, in Italy. And I met someone and he was inviting me to a ceremony and I didn't knew anything about it. So I just went to to Swiss um, to meet this Mexican shaman and to do sweat lodges there and a vision quest and ceremonies. And yeah, I, I'm so happy that I met these pe people because they're really grounded and heart-centered. It's not some, you know, new age, um, neo-shamanistic culty thingy at least not what I felt you know mm -hmm. um and he was basically initiating me into seeing how serious psychedelics are and that is no joke and he told me hey if you ever want to do something like that again come to me with it and I pray with it or we do it together but like it's no it's no play and yeah just realizing sitting in the ceremony around the fire and and praying basically learning how to pray and learning how to unite with source and to purge all the things that are not aligned um, there was a whole nother level of of connecting with myself and with source and with the earth as well. 
and with the elements. And I feel this was also what I was searching with 14 a little already. You were, what, when this, this experience? Just this connection with, with the earth, basically, and with myself. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool that your dad was quite Buddhist. Was your mom also quite spiritual? Um, no, she's yeah. not so much into that. And like, it's not, it's not so much her field. Mm. But yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she brought us to a standard school. So they're both pretty yeah. open, but um, yeah. have different ways of exploring that as well. Yeah. yeah. So oh, there's yeah. so much I could tell you in detail, but it's more like I was kind of exploring this like realm of plant medicine. Um, but like yeah. in in the safety of someone who basically knows how to navigate in these worlds, mm -hmm. you know, and not like just yes randomly opening my consciousness up and then being completely mm -hmm. accessible for whatever, you know. But even before, I feel I was pretty protected, you know. I don't know how I got through the things I I got through yeah. an experience in the way I did. It's like I'm so yeah so grateful and there was always this organic thread. I always feel like there was always this no matter how distorted the things where I was kind of interacting with, mm -hmm. I was still already kind of knowing I want to connect with source. You know, that was always mm -hmm. my my agenda in that way of actually connecting with source. And sometimes it was overlaid by something else or forgotten for a moment. Mm -hmm. But there's just this deep um, yeah. desire inside of me from the beginning. It feels. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad sometimes how it works. And you end up in these funny, <laughs> funny and strange places, and it's like whoa. But then yeah. you grow. <laughs> yeah. The yeah the re yeah I think you were talking about the relationship that you got into that was like was mm -hmm. part of this funny energy, and it's always really interesting when you have those experiences because you really get to see it, you know, really clearly. Um, you mean with sixteen the the relationship or what? Yeah, you, you were describing mm -hmm. the the guy and yeah. and he was yeah. playing in some I can't even remember yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah it was like he was playing a lot with fear and I gave a lot of my power oh, yes, away basically yes, 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 it's yes. like I like I now see that I um I kind of allowed that to happen in the sense of like I allowed I was kind of giving away my power I didn't mm. sorry there's my alarm I have to turn my alarm off <laughs> <laughs> I can't even hear it. Okay, I'm back. Um, yeah, so basically there was this, this curiosity of what is behind the veils. Mm -hmm. And then someone who was supposedly able to look beyond that, but kind of like telling you, it's, it's, you should not write into light. You should not speak light language. It's bad, you know? Although it was connecting me to myself, but him telling me like, no, don't do that. And don't do that. And completely like caging me or, you know, like mm. completely trying to uh, suppress this, this opening that actually happened. And um, yeah, I think like he definitely had a, a mental illness or not just one. And it's not to disregard him. It's just to, to see, okay, there are like energies involved, you know, and mm. sometimes I feel it's also kind of... Um, it was like an initiation, you know, mm. and it's also a way how they try to basically attack you and traumatize you that you don't wake up fully or that's how it felt in a way. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though how it happens because I feel like, yeah, because I think from such a young age, you can just kind of think, oh, it's all fine. It's all good, you know, 
But then you go through something like that and then you realize, oh, it doesn't work like that, you know. And I felt so freaking alone. Like I, I was like experiencing things and seeing things and just being in this completely world, in a complete different world. And I felt I'm living two lives. I'm living this mm. normal life of being a 16 year old and being in school mm. and with my family, whatever. And then I wasn't just like in a world where I was completely isolated and just having these distorted worldviews. Like, for example, he tried to convince me that love is pain. And Oof. if you love someone, you um you choose to allow you you know what I mean you 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 are able or you're ready to experience pain for them or to um sacrifice yourself and these kind of things and I see it was just able to attach to me because I had this self-worth issue mm. and I don't feel it's like it's something that we kind of heal yeah perpetually but at that moment in life I feel like I was like so not secure myself that I just allowed someone else to know better and to tell me what is true and what is not and I was completely disregarding my own intuition you know that actually was screaming at me hey run away you know wow yeah and then I had had this moment where I just somehow in the school I was behind the sports hall or whatever and having this inner process and I just figured out that I just got this access to this unconditional love inside of me like I don't know what happened in this moment it was just I think it was after I talked with my teacher and he said like he's a um, dance teacher like this Mia, this Steiner dance thingy and he said like is this love or is that love I love that yeah and he just made this hand movement and it was so profound for me and after that mm. I went out behind the sports hall and I just I just felt my heart expanding and I just felt this unconditional, all-encompassing love and safety and I felt source. And I just called this guy and I just told him, hey, I don't want to be with you. And, you know, we're done. And then he even started to to pretend he's 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 crying or something. And I was kind of standing my ground. You know, I was like so secure in that moment. I was like, no, it's really done. And then from one to the next moment, he switched. So he was just mimicking as if he's, you know, he was so manipulative that he was just mimicking that he's crying even. Yeah. And yeah, from that moment on, I had this inner access to unconditional love. I found it back somehow through this deep contrast, you know, that I had in the outside. Mm -hmm. It was kind of bringing me back to my own light and to the, the core of myself. Because yeah. I had to go there to overcome that. I, I needed yes. the strength from from this connection in myself to be able to break free of that yeah control and everything yeah I mean yeah manipulative relationships they're just a whole different thing like it's such a wild experience as well but what you said is so on point like you realize that you you were doing it like you get you were giving your power away and in the moment you might not necessarily think of it like that you know mm -hmm. But no I had a long process with that of like realizing okay um from you know we we have to think of like something happened to me on our yes. first it's kind of like denying that something happened at all you're kind of yes. like so much in the freeze that you don't even you're yeah, just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay but whatever you know and then maybe when you are a bit more like stable in yourself or feeling safe again you realize what actually happened and that something happened and you kind of admit to yourself that something happened yeah. um that made you feel like you know, threatened or something. And then what I want to say was this thing of like, you're in this, this mode of like something is happening to you. 
and then through the process of of time and of healing and of allowing the pain and seeing through it and releasing all the self-shame and guilt i came to this place of realizing wow this was a gift too and it was just a gift in a really intense um yeah. package yeah, yeah, you know yeah. but to just con they just extract the essence and the medicine mm -hmm. of that even and mm -hmm. in that way also neutralize it yes yeah yeah and it's i think it's so fascinating because it's like yeah it's like such a reflection of what is happening in the world mm -hmm. you know because you know even and in the spiritual community everything you can kind of just go along thinking you know open your arms to everything Mm -hmm. but then actually it's like hang on a minute you end up in some something like that and then mm -hmm. you're like how did i get here and what is this this is not you know yeah love and then like you, you start to question what is normal and you also see what is really kind of what is really holding you you know what really is there mm -hmm. and what is holding you when all else falls away basically mm. and yeah in my early 20s, I also started to, I had this calling to do the vision quest. Have oh, you yeah. heard of this tradition or this yeah, um, yeah, yeah. ceremony? Yeah. And yeah, so this is something where um, you actually do four of them. It's like a medicine wheel. You do one for each direction and every every vision quest yeah. has a different um, energetics or it has a different different topic. So the East yeah. is more for childhood and the new beginnings and self is for family and sexuality and um yeah connecting to the body mm -hmm. and the west is for the the teachers and the mystery of life and death mm. and the north is integrating the wisdom and receiving the the knowledge of your ancestors basically so this is shaman shamanistic medicine wheel knowledge and yeah did, you ask something? no i did a foundation medicine wheel it was really ah, really good yeah, nice. yeah and yeah they also like different traditions to to the colors different and they have different ways of doing it right but for mm. me the core is just this connecting with the elements and um in that way integrating all of creation into yourself basically and and seeing that you're one of everything yeah that's a really good way of putting it <laughs> interesting because i've never put it that way but it just came like that uh, yeah. yeah 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 and these experiences were also really profound because yeah you're literally four days and four nights without food and water just fasting and praying and yeah it's really as if your process is happening in a much shorter time you know it's really accelerating your process and it's really um bringing you back to yourself and when i was up there the, the things that i missed most were basically my relationships i realized like um how important relationships are in life and that this is kind of the um the glue that is like the like the love you know in my life that was actually the the thing i realized is is the most important for me yeah mm. um yeah and then somehow around the time of 2020 or like before the um pandemic started to yeah i yeah, I kind of took a break from that. And I was also really into this channeling movement, whatever, you know, like just oh, also into non-duality with Muji and then oh, Bashar yeah. and all these like different teachers, you know, I was kind of like integrating a lot of different um, 
modalities or different viewpoints and perspectives. And I'm just, I've just been always curious about cultures. And I've also studied anthropology in university. And this was like, I always studied um, healing and I studied ritual healing in India or a birth culture in, in Mexico or, you know, just these different ways of liminal spaces, these transition spaces, because birth and, and vision quest is actually pretty, pretty like same or pretty similar in the way of it takes you out of the society to reunite you with yourself and with something bigger. And it's kind of this cocoon space, you know, like you, you are a caterpillar, then you go into the cocoon and you come out a butterfly. And I'm just fascinated by this transition. I just love these transformation processes very, very much. Mm -hmm. So what, um, when did you come into the, like the doula work? Uh, yeah, when I when I studied, I I did my bachelor thesis about how home birth and intuition. Wow, what you, in I anthropology? Some, yeah, in anthropology. Wow. I did some some like quantitative interviews. I did some research as well, yeah. and there I met home birth midwives, and I was interviewing women about birth, and yeah, and then with one of the midwives, I did an internship for two months, yeah. and we were in twelve home births in two months together. Wow. Like I was, yeah, going there with her. It was 2018. And it was pretty beautiful and pretty oh, intense. Man. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. And I always wanted to become, um, actually, I wanted to become a midwife. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, like I have three different, three younger siblings. And yeah. I kind of grew up with, ki with kids around me, you know, just with this fascination of like, wow, yeah. like her belly's growing. And, you know, like just this miracle of life, basically. And I always thought that everyone everyone is excited that way about it than I am. And it's the same way with the light language of just thinking like all of the way we were perceiving that this is normal because you can just see yourself if you have some something else you can compare yourself with kind of. Also, you can just see so much about your own culture if yeah, you have another yeah, culture yeah. you put next to it because you see the differences, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. To recognize yourself through the other in that way. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after university, I wanted to apply for the midwifery training. Yeah. And they didn't allow me. They they didn't confirm me. And yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like, sorry, like, this is my calling. Like, this is, you know, this is my calling. Like, how can this not be the path? Yeah, like, and, come on, let me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. And I was really disappointed. And then mm, I went to some workshop in Vienna in Austria and yeah then I learned about that you can become a doula there as well if you don't have kids because here in Germany it's changed now but back then it was the way that you can just do a doula training if you already have kids yourself which I find pretty discriminating because yeah like <laughs> I feel you can have a motherly energy or you know supporting other women as well if you don't have kids yourself yet well you mean and, you, you can't do it unless you have children that was kind of the yeah. that was kind of the restriction, yeah. and now they change it to you should have experiences with birth. I think uh, it's for that you kind of have an idea of the process and stuff. Yes, and yeah, and sometimes I feel it's, it's kind of true. Of course, if you experience it yourself, you can kind of yeah, know yeah. what it is like. At the same time, also not because the process is so different for everyone, yeah. and maybe you you just take your own process as a template and put it on someone else's what we were talking yeah, about yeah. in the beginning and True. yeah then kind of blinding yourself to what is actually there 
Yeah, true, true, true. So did you do the training? Yeah, and then I did the doula training. And that was in 2019 and 20, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now it feels like we ha- we're having kind of two timelines because this doula thing and then the spirituality aspect. And wow. for me, this doula work also brought me really much into connection with my own femininity mm-hmm. or with this like woman wisdom and yeah also connected me to my body much more and yeah just to the to the rhythm of my body and all these things um yeah so are you why how why do you see those as different parts the spirituality and the doula because the spirituality was also really about like um yeah just healing work in the way of like yeah also realizing non-dual um states you know just really thinking beyond this world and for me to be to be a doula is still in the world kind of but you're kind of like the bridge between the world so yeah it's not really something different it's just um it felt like some things that were kind of interwoven and i can also separate them i don't know the threads yeah Mm, interesting i mean um... Yeah. After this non, non non duality deep dive, um, I came out of this with realizing that I've basically um, met a lot of people in there who are not able to feel their emotions and who use this as a way to bypass what is actually here and yeah. as a way to dissociate. Mm. And it never felt right to me, but I always felt, okay, it's just because I'm not yet enlightened and it's just because I'm not yet not thinking. And I, you know... I came into these deep states, but I also sometimes had these moments where um, I felt like I'm not allowed to think a thought, otherwise I'm not there yet or something. And not just allowing what is there, you know, like kind of when the mind takes on these concepts, it's it's getting more like a distortion than yeah, any totally. truth. I mean, especially with non-duality, I can imagine that's quite a common thing. Do you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. bypassing. Yeah. And yeah, and basically when I when I was working with another healer and she helped me a lot to um yeah, see what qualities actually are there and what I would like to work with. She also said once, like, yeah, write down your the map of, of the matrix of your own belief system, kind of. Like write down with what energies you want to work and stuff. And I was I remember I was writing these things down of like, you know, these all these beings from a Sophia code and all these fancy whatever beings and and the angels and mm. yeah that was actually so revealing for me because I really needed mm. to see it on paper in front of me to realize wait wh- where's actually source I mean I was writing source wow. there. It, it was there but the thing was I was kind of writing my name in the middle yeah, and yeah. then my higher self or something and then there was Metatron and source and it was like how can there be anything between me and source Oof. I mean, yeah, this is this is so interesting because I feel like it can get really confusing, to be honest. But and you know what, this term "new age," I find it a bit annoying because it like doesn't really mean anything. Do you know what I mean? It's it not doesn't like mean anything, is... but we know what we're talking about when we talk about it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's like kind of hollow, as you say, right? It's yeah, like, but yeah. but then also people use it in different ways. Where when I'm like, wait, that's not new age. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. not it. Like you know what? I mean? Yeah. So what does it mean for you, or how would you define it? I don't know. I think a lot of people use it to like uh, call things out. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not a positive term, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time, there's, I think there is some stuff that, uh, like, is a bit more modern than ancient practices and ancient religions that is very mm-hmm. helpful. But then it's like, it just doesn't make sense to branch that into new age, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just say it because of the yeah, not having a better term at hand right now. So if you yeah, 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 no, yeah so. but I get I get what you're saying. It's, it makes complete sense to yeah, be aware of what what we're saying and why and yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. to put everything in the one in one box basically and just disregard yes. it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 It's not to disregard that there is any that there's anything good in there. You know, it's just um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I do really feel like a lot of people just think it's like this new thing mm-hmm. and it's like because to be honest i feel like even for example the um indigo and stars you know that that's kind of new age mm-hmm. but it's it's not do you know what i mean <laughs> the thing is in new age it's used but it's used in a way to basically trap you in the net of doing something I, else yeah. with that you yeah. know what i mean i feel it's kind of like yeah of course it's saying things that are true but for me it's like a um you know this cake where you have some chocolate cake and you have some white cake and it's mm. intermingled um and it's kind of like also in new age there's like truth in there otherwise it would not resonate at all yeah, but in, yeah. in the same way it's also twisting things um yeah and that that's what happened for me in, in there as well of like realizing there's a lot of like adrenaline high or just you know like orienting outside to get some guidance from someone else or some other being or you know just why do I need to connect to another guide outside of me if I go, can go directly to source and to my own highest self? So what, yeah, this is very interesting because I feel like this is definitely a thing, I don't know, in the spiritual community. There's a whole channeling, you were saying, and all these different beings and, you know, and just entering it like firsthand, it can be like, wow, there's so much magic. It's amazing, you know, mm. which maybe, yeah, it was. So what was your experience then? And why? How did you come to that recognition? That hang on a minute, mm-hmm. doesn't add up. What was that process? So, I knew from kind of like years on already that I have to have discernment with everything. But at the same time, there were things that I was just taking so for granted. For example, things that the woman I was working with from the constellations was working with, and I was just accepting them as this is good, you know. Or also, for example, angels. In the Waldorf School, you work a lot. There's a lot with the archangels and stuff, you know? It's just a lot of Christian... You have a lot of, like, these theater plays as well of the, you know, like the birth of Jesus and then the, you know, the Christ story history, but really, like, in the Bible. And, like, um, yeah, there's this connotation in there as well of, like, of archangels and stuff. And, yeah, it's just something I never questioned that there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? And then I, yes. yeah, and then it's I all, came to, it's all good. huh? It's all good. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Basically this love and lighting and just opening up your heart and just letting, you know, like, and I feel in, in this distortion, I was still already accessing some organic um, truth, but I see how it was kind of tried, tried to be pushed back, you know, through bringing in all these distortions. So can you please explain what is, what is the big deal? <laughs> about because you know there's a lot of people doing that kind of stuff do you know what, what I mean? kind of stuff channeling you mean yeah bringing in the archangels you know speaking to these other beings mm-hmm. you know and also relating to that i'm just 
getting this relationship as well that you experienced at such a young age and just going into that innocently and then just being like wait a minute what am I it's like what am I into this weird energy that's just like you know mm-hmm. I feel like it's quite mm-hmm. similar so yeah what is the and what is the realization that you came to with it like why is it something to be aware of with all these I don't know external beings kind of in different realms <laughs> yeah maybe maybe you can hear for the way I'm talking I'm really like I really distance myself from that but it's more this feeling of like realizing okay it didn't brought me closer to myself I was also distracting me and then to just disregard it in the sense of like it's not maybe completely bad whatever but I don't really know but I know I, what is true it's like you have ingredients you can cook with and I just want to cook with the most organic ingredients. And I just know this is for me directly connecting to source. Of course, I can also take some, I don't know, pesticide food and blast some light through that. And it can be good. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, um, those jokes. I like that analogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just have this this feeling of just going straight back to source. Okay. And I feel in the process of being exposed to so many different channelings and different ideas and, you know, like... they actually say all the same it's just basically about like yeah Mm. connecting to your own um inspiration and excitement and living your truth but in that way you're always searching in the outside for some answer you're always like Mm. searching that someone else gives you the answer and instead of like going inside yeah i mean we were talking about this with georgie and in the podcast Mm -hmm. on the other side of plant medicines but um yeah this externalization and I yeah. love what you said there because you realize you recognize that actually wait a minute what I don't need it was a thing that you just kept g- going along mm-hmm. and also you said this thing where it's like there's something in between mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be that like yeah and that's what I mean with this, when I said in the beginning of like I was kind of simplifying over the years you know because I was super like uh, like curious you know curious and excited and just um exploring a lot of things but also always like looking what feels good but at the same time also sometimes does just like um yeah from this place of lack or of just like I need something from the outside and maybe what I needed was actually just sitting in stillness and not doing anything yeah that's huge as well yeah yeah we are so bombarded with information you know like on all levels and it's like just to yeah just to zoom out of that and just realize okay actually I don't need anything of that I just need to feel myself and I just need to feel sources here and if I don't feel that sources here what um can I do to feel more ground and feel more in my body right now Mm. Mm, that's really really amazing yeah yeah and then so I think it sounds like you were feeling all this stuff intuitively and then was it later that you came into like the information about it or yeah it was already kind of you know it was kind of brewing already or yes. I was going less to the constellation it was just I was always like having this mantra or like saying like I'm choosing to connect to the highest organic timeline available right now and just today I was talking Amazing. to Raj and we were saying he was saying like why connect to timeline because time is still like linear why not say to the highest organic s- space mm. and it just feels so spacious I, I like that you know just realizing okay the timeline is still as if there's something here and there's something somewhere else mm. and to say like i'm just choosing the highest organic state and space different yeah yeah so yeah what um i mean also 
I guess what you're describing as well is like your journey into this kind of like the spiritual matrix, right? The spiritual matrix. Yeah. And then coming out of that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, you know, like I realized I was doing a lot of like angel meditations from someone in this movement and somehow they were supporting me. It was also already clearing out like things, you know, like I felt there was some effect, but at the same time, I also opened the door for influence, you know? And without knowing, it's kind of like you open, you think something is good for you, but on the backside, it maybe actually creates you more problems than you had before. <laughs> what What do you mean by influence? Yeah, in the way of like just externalizing more and more and thinking oh, okay. I need that to feel good or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, this yeah, I feel like I saw this past few years, a whole group of people going through this experience you know mm-hmm. just like inside this because what happens is I think one of my friends said this to me you real you realize the matrix so you want to get out and then you end up in the spiritual community mm-hmm. and yeah. then you're like yes I found and then you actually realize that's another matrix <laughs> so yeah. and that was really like that for me that came after having a breakup and just being in this moment of like um yeah just feeling super low and then just yeah also feeling a lot of the density of of the history in Germany coming up you know energetically it was in winter and it, I was really like seeing all these things or like feeling this anxiety of of you know what might happen with you know with the restrictions and what might come and I was pretty much in a bubble the last years with that I was really doing my thing I was crossing borders you know like I was doing my thing I, I was not limited in that sense a lot but I just sense this insecurity of like, okay, what if, um, yeah, this is getting really bad, you know, really soon. And just this kind of depth. And then I was really, yeah, just going straight to source and saying that I'm ready for the truth mm. and just the truth mm. and wow. nothing else. And that was coming in a wow. really like deep process. And I felt this ripple basically, you know, through my whole being and through all of creation it felt for me. And I felt such a reverence. I was like having this moment of respect of like, whoa, okay. Like, what did I just say? You know, like, am I really ready for the truth? Like, what does it actually mean? You know, um, because it's not that I before wasn't interested in the truth. It was just different layers or different access points into it and just diving deeper into that. And yeah, layers and layers deeper. Yeah. And also it's, it sounds like the, there must have been something inside of you that was just like, you know bubbling recognizing this doesn't quite feel why am I keep mm-hmm. searching searching and wait, wait you said something mm-hmm. else well like it didn't bring you closer to your self or something yeah. right yeah so then yeah, then like, it was actually just dis- distracting or ex- like yes you know like you you kind of feel good when you watch videos and stuff yeah, but yeah, you also kind of get dependent on that or you kind of get codependent with some invisible mm-hmm. beings you know like as if like you it's the same, I realized like in a codependent relationship of like, you think you need the other, you need something from the outside to make you feel good or, you know, to, to make you feel secure in yourself. And this is the difference for me. And that's why I stopped doing that. And it's not to say that all beings are bad or whatever, not at all, you know, just, I mean, in KS, it's a lot about the agendas and stuff, but um, I also feel that there are like beautiful, organic beings that are supportive and guiding and like crystalline yeah, guardians, you. you know? yeah and totally yeah totally yeah 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 Yeah. it's not just to having even more discernment around that not just thinking okay because something is like 
because everyone does it or it's kind of like um you know perpetuated or like pushed that is something good <laughs> yeah and i feel the vision quest helped me a lot in like this reconnecting to myself and actually feeling myself and and sensing in my body what feels true and what not and just through this process of disregarding it so often and being you know like falling on the ground i just came more to this yeah listening to it from from the first hand and stuff and yeah i had this moment as i said of like kind of deciding i'm i'm here for life and i'm here for truth and i'm here for love and i choose that you know only that and i've been doing this before but in this moment it was somehow really really profound and then some weeks or months later i came across like um yeah different instagram pages basically and i think it was the geometry and also the knowledge about um fasting i actually did a juice cleanse and juice fast um with with cory shake and he has like a really wow you did one of those about, yeah he has vast yes. knowledge about fasting and about you know the mm. middle path around that as well and i was just Amazing. feeling like okay it's it's time for me because i was doing so much work on the spiritual level or like on this emotional level but i felt i was kind of like missing out my body a bit you know not that i was living healthy and these kind of things i mean it's different for this means different things for everyone um yeah but um yeah, I just felt like doing a juice cleanse. Yeah, I and... spoke to Corey, actually. Huh? I spoke to Corey on the podcast as well. Yeah, I know. I've uh, seen it. It's beautiful. Oh, oh. And yeah, just this juice cleanse helped me to to shed a lot of these things as well. I was kind of really dying of like, I've had these like um, identity dissolving or death before. But this was really profound because it was on a level I didn't even knew that this is a level to release, you know? <laughs> yeah and it was also kind of a shock you know to see like wow like I've been opening the doors for things that maybe not been so beneficial and how can I even trust myself you know how can I even trust myself after this happening and me thinking this is something good and you know mm. um, Oof, I love yeah. that sentence I've been opening doors but it's not necessarily good for me mm -hmm. yeah this is the navigation you know and this it was good in the here. sense of of it brought me where I'm at right now, you know, like all these experiences were necessary that I couldn't could unravel it on that depth, but it was definitely not always pleasant or easy or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But it's good that you were able to integrate it in that way, especially what you were saying about the unconditional love as well at such a young age, because mm -hmm. you just take it with you and then you can move forwards, you know. Yeah. Then holding on to it. <laughs> And then I just found this, yeah, I, I was kind of like looking where I can find information about canonic signs and was just finding this $600 book, <laughs> like this, you know, on Amazon, I was like, for real, oh, like, yeah, I that one. would love to know more, but this cannot be everything, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know somehow I found the right beings and yeah, just, it was as if there was this wall and it was not accessible. And then somehow I kind of passed the test, like energetically, or I don't know what it, it felt like as if like. I was kind of ready at that moment to to receive all of that. You know, before I was maybe not yet well equipped with like my knowledge about the nervous system and about, um, yeah, just basically trauma and just realizing, okay, I have to go slow because of what it was really like intense to realize all these things as well. Um, yeah. yeah. And probably also even more discernment as well. Yeah. 
And it was this, this feeling of like withdrawing from everything because I needed to, you know, get clear on what is actually true. And it's not that I know actually what is true, like to the absolute now. It's just, which is not true. I know what is true. It's not that I know about KS, what is true, what is like the story. No, it's like, I've yeah, always yeah. been like sticking to the old work because I've had a lot of conversations that were advising me to do so. And also my intuition was telling me like, hey, I don't feel like looking into these other things right now. I just feel like it's enough for me to digest that right now. Um, yeah. I and love this it. opened up a whole nother level of exploration for me as well. Yeah. 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 I love what you said that it was like, uh, you weren't quite ready yet. It's like, oh, not yet. And then it just went open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And then actually I had this really profound experience in, in flame bodies. Like I did, I did this flame body techniques and then I really literally saw in my pineal, I saw this Metatronic cube thingy. Like in my inner what? eye, it was as if it's there like as a as like an implant or as if it's there as like an image, you know? And then I was wow. using the, yeah, that was really, and that was like when I was starting to listen to the videos in the beginning, you know, like after watching maybe an hour of the video or so and doing some, some you know, like technique from, from flame bodies. And I was basically able to release and to neutralize that through these, you know, flame body techniques and through working with that. And it was really so profound because suddenly I could see all these profiles on Instagram and all these people I've been listening to in a completely different light, you know, it's as if there's like these implants that make you seem, see the false light as light. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love your expression. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like art. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so mm -hmm. what did it look like when you yeah, saw like it? Yeah, like this thingy, like this cube. Yeah, Metatronic cube. It's like the platonic solids kind of all together. And it's just something, it's a symbol that they use a lot. And yeah. Wait, wait, um, like it was a certain color? Was it see-through? No, it was just as if like the blue the blue phase of that or you know just the as if you have a stamp and you just stamp something somewhere okay 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 so and, it was just like the outline yeah yeah the outlines yeah. and also i was realizing these things about the f supposedly flower of life thing oh yeah yeah and yeah and the thing was like when i came into this knowledge of calendric science and yeah also realizing the difference between the eternal life spiral and um uh, yeah Fibonacci spiral and everything I just felt it in my system I just felt how so many blockages were just released and how I was so much opening up it felt as if this eternal load is, is just streaming out of me you know out of my heart space or as and I was just permeating these organic um, energies I mean I've been been in this energy before but it felt as if like I was putting blockages with all these things I was doing between me and expressing wow. fully like with the stuff, the other stuff that you found in the spiritual world. You know? Yeah. 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 Basically, what I, I would call it overlays. It's, it's yes. also a bit overused, this term, but I like to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know what? I actually saw this cube as well, but it was actually in an ayahuasca ceremony. Mm, and, wow. Uh, but it was like the, the whole of the solar system mm -hmm. and Earth was right there and everything was in wow. this cube. I know. And I didn't really get it until I found this. Yeah. information and i was like oh yeah <laughs> i've also heard like of others seeing the flower of life and ceremony and actually this being like the the barrier you know of accessing higher states of consciousness and like 
it's kind of giving you this illusion of your opening up, but actually it's kind of trapping you deeper into the into the structure of the finite life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. and the geometry part was just really profound for me, you know. And um, yeah, and then I went through the whole journey of the agendas and whatever. And but I came to this point of just needing a break and just really yeah. like integrating all of that. And yeah, I feel like um, I feel also like diving diving deeper again. But you Was really it? need to be stable to do so sometimes. Oh, you know, it's right. not like, yeah. Yeah, totally, <clears throat> totally. Yeah. So was this all in like 2020 when this happened? Because uh, no, actually, this was end of 21. Okay, it's yeah, not yeah. so long ago, actually. You yeah. know, for like, it's like. I mean, huh? yeah. No, I think to be honest, I feel like the, this this is it. The shift is here, and we're moving through this. We're coming into this mm -hmm. remembrance. So it's why it's happening mm -hmm. now. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's amazing because there's definitely been like a whole group of people that are here for this <laughs> yeah and also like with shamanism it's like i've been I've, when i when i um found kalantics i was kind of throwing away my books literally like a sophia code and all these i was throwing away so many books and so many tarot decks and whatever and i actually haven't been using them all the time and i just felt like yeah you know i, I had them around but actually already I didn't resonate with them, but I didn't really fully realize that, you know, also this Lionsgate thingies, portal and whatever, it's this overlay of astrology. And yeah, there's this truth in Lurin energy and these kind of things. And that's the thing what I meant with we resonate because there is some truth that they pick up, but that's actually the trap in a way, you know, it's kind of like taking something and then distorting it afterwards. Like it's kind of to catch you and then to make something yeah. out of it that is trapping you actually more. That's how it felt yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, but again, I guess also if you are discerning, then I feel like you can just take the truth and then just yeah. not disregard the rest. The rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so tell me now, what is your understanding of this? Because I feel like this is such a big field that we're playing in, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it's so uh, nuanced and intricate because I feel like obviously it's like, it's just so grand it's like there's the source there's the one and we're all part of this but then there's all these mm -hmm. different things going on and it's just like ah how do you come back into the unity within it especially with mm -hmm. because it's not just this love and light thing you know you get to a point where you realize like you yeah. end up in these really dark energies and you're like oh you know this is really strange and then you get better next time and you don't mm -hmm. fall into that anymore do you know what I mean but it's real mm -hmm. it's very real you know so it's yeah. like this it's really really I don't even know what is your understanding about it with regards to what you're talking about now as well about all these different aspects of the spiritual matrix like let's say you know mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear you but I don't I don't really know I, I just try no, to answer your question you tell me if, okay. if I didn't tackle it okay like just, okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm just gonna speak and then we can see if it was related or not okay yeah let it so play. um Yeah, now it's just, it's just, ah, okay. Um, yeah, basically when I found out about these agendas and these things, it's not that I, it was the first time. Also with 16, I was reading around reptilians and chemtrails, you know, when I was 16 as, as well already. But I was like, just feeling like this is so heavy. I don't, I cannot look into this. And, you know, through the years of like deepening into my own trust and deepening into my own connection with source, um, I was kind of ready to look at it on like a more, on a level where I'm not freaking out, you know, on like, <laughs> yeah kind of like yeah, because it's easy to do that 
yeah basically to look at it with distance and with like this non-dual detachment um and not like always but i had these moments where i felt like this is like too intense like what the fuck's going on here like how can this even be allowed you know like for real like it's like so shocking it's like how can another being choose to be so freaking evil like it's, yes. it's just you know it's just not it's yeah. just not something that is coming from where i feel i would ever yes. do that you know yeah, yeah but yeah some people will say it's showing up in my hologram so of course i have something to alchemize there but it's actually not so much showing up in my hologram because i'm not watching news um also with like the monkey pox thing i just found it out from for memes you know it was kind of <laughs> i just heard it from memes and then it came down again and i didn't hear anything um yeah but the the quest to answer your question it's like what helped me to go through all this like purging and and this re realizing the agendas was basically this non-dual you know like attitude that i integrated before already of seeing okay this is happening on some level of existence but it's not the ultimate truth you know like there's also this truth that everything is all right and that nothing actually happened and that we've never been disconnected from source yeah exactly exactly but this is like this traveling between the paradoxes you know it's, it's yes. like quite yes, yes, quite yes, a yes. journey exactly and yeah. it is the paradoxes and because but this is why i find it so fascinating because it's like there's just so many layers to it mm -hmm. it's like okay cool yeah. yeah it's like everything is part of source yes but then it's like there's something else also going on in there it doesn't mean you just trust everything and just go in blindly you know mm-hmm because when you learn more, you learn more, and then you change your choices and decisions, you know. And also, when when I went into the Galantic knowledge, I realized like I actually don't want to look at all these. For example, the Dance Force series, it's a lot about the history and about agendas, and it's really yeah, like yeah. dense, you know. But then part of me was like, no, it's okay. You can look at this, you know. Like just go for it. And I watched the whole freaking, you know, like I don't know how many days and weeks I was was watching that and just integrating this energy and this this um, knowledge and of course, taking it with a grain of salt in the sense of like not seeing it as the truth, but like seeing it as some other puzzle piece that makes sense in the context of everything else that I know or experienced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah but a... then also realizing I'm actually just interested in the healing part, you know, because mm -hmm. part of me is just like, I, I'm done with hearing how bad everything is. I just want to oh, focus no, on the healing, <laughs> you know? Huh? I know. Trust is like, okay. I, I've heard this story uh, many times. <laughs> Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then at the same time, also to do the healing, right? You have to kind of allow yourself to look at what is actually there to be healed, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is where I, I realized I can also be more um, balanced in the way of like, mm -hmm. not just looking for the light and light and light, but also integrating the shadow while I'm doing that. And mm. yeah. Definitely. That's, I mean, the shadow is so... It is, yeah. The shadow is very real. This is what, it's, yeah, it's so interesting because, like you said, at some points in the journey, it's too much to look at. It's, it's too mm -hmm. overwhelming. It's like, I can't, no. But eventually you kind of soften into it and embrace, like, get embrace yourself for that, just mm -hmm. to acknowledge it. Yeah. And like, I had this moment where I realized, like, no matter how fallen or, or the story, whatever anything is, I know that in the core, like, I have this connection to this eternal yes. um, yeah, supply exactly. or like this eternal energy flow from yeah. source and this crystal yeah. river, you know, like just this 
um, mm -hmm. pure energy is coming here through us and we are kind of the light pillars anchoring that here so yeah there's no better place to be than where you are at right now mm -hmm. although it's maybe yeah. not be comfortable or the most yeah the place you think you, you want to be and mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. because i think we all have this this desire and this vision to be in community but we're mm -hmm. all still kind of spread around the globe or, or a lot of us you know especially in our group for example and it's like i feel we're still dreaming this dream and it's kind of coming coming closer yeah and know? also still doing shadow work <laughs> yeah kind of preparing what it means to actually live together and stuff yeah, right yeah yeah exactly yeah. so how do you interpret it now with this understanding because yeah what a journey to go through that spirituality and then just realize that not all of it is like beneficial and good mm -hmm. like for where you want to go I guess mm -hmm. what is your answer and then can yeah bringing in the like eternal mechanics into it and the answer to what just where do you see how do you see it now how do you see the world okay how I see, what's happening how I see now with yeah. this journey that you've been on you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's a good question and I really try to bring all the different elements in there I mean there's so much more that happened you know it's like we have just so much time and space to access these things right now but um yeah for me it's about balancing love and wisdom because I see that there are a lot of people being so much in this love and light thingy, you know, just being in the lovey, dovey, whatever. And then also this truther um, part where you kind of go so much in the shadow that you actually kind of, yeah, for me, it's just too intense. You know, I cannot go sometimes there. Sometimes become so the shadow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just some people I feel kind of go there in a way that I would never go there and like dissect it and know all the names you know, know what I mean like go into like who's in which like um family branch and whatever um yeah so for me it's about integrating both you know the love and the wisdom and also in the way of like tough love because I know that that in the past I should have used a bit more tough love in certain mm -hmm. situations and I've not been doing that and yeah just basically learned this for pain but now I feel like through opening up to the tunnel mechanics everything becomes so much more easy although it's like hard to look at things and but it's like as if there's this eternal breath you know it's as if like everything is just so much more relaxed and it's not like so loud any longer around me in the in the mind space or in the well, that's spiritual good. space yeah. as well yeah so my worldview would be to to see it as like i found the cause and miracles really inspiring I also kind of disregarded that a lot in the, in between. But now I'm coming back to balance of seeing, okay, there were good things in there as well. I just don't want to make it a religion as well, you know? Yeah, not um, get too attached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not get too attached. And I think a lot of people did that, to be honest. Just shut the door on many things. And then now, mm -hmm. yeah, coming back into balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this coming back into balance, I feel like that right now. And yeah for me the, the truth is basically that there's this like infinite source of love and light and this is something that i felt long time already and at the same time we have this density here where, where there are other things playing out right so we kind of have to navigate as bridges you know between these two realms and kind of integrate this feeling of like everything is love and light but using this place of non non-duality or remembrance and also of of the zero point to alchemize all the contrast that is here and to not get caught up in it, but also not to dissociate from looking at the things that are practically to be done, you know? Mm 
And yeah, for example, also taking care that you maybe have a water filter at home if the system breaks down, you know, like just having these basic things of like a water filter and like something to make fire, just knowing what plants to eat, you know, not to disregard this as like, oh yeah, this is just illusion or whatever, you know? I'm always safe in source, but yeah, I can also take care of the physical vessel in the sense that I'm trying to be independent from the systems more and more. Yeah, what what other kind of ways do you see that um, integrating the density? What like what other kinds of density is it? In which way? Which other kind do you mean? You were saying. Um, bringing in the love and light and knowing that is real and that's true but then also having to be the bridge between the different mm -hmm. uh, like realms and the, the density that is here yeah yeah for me it's it's really about simplifying and it's not to, to know about all like the the things that Jenna's in, in like detail by now I know about a lot of things in detail I would like you know I I cannot not know now but it's not that this is adding to me healing sometimes it's more like um you kind of know that there is life and there is anti-life. You know, there's and anti-life is also life, but it forgot that it's life. Okay, so you have this life-affirming energies and you have yeah. these life-diminishing energies. And for me, it's basically about <laughs> yeah, yeah, just choosing over and again? over again. Huh? Can you just say that again? Yeah. That there is life and that there is death. And death is basically remembering, uh, forgetting eternal life. Oh, you said it differently again. Wow. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm coming to say it again. And that's, they're like life-affirming energies and they're life-diminishing energies, right? I love what you said. <laughs> and yeah, of course, we can go into all these stories. But for me, it's really about seeing, is something giving me energy? Something like reconnecting me to myself and remembering of like, hey, go to source. Like no matter if it's a teacher or a teaching or whatever, is it like is it like fostering or is it like um, encouraging me to go into myself or is it like telling me I'm not complete I have to find something in the outside, yes, you know yes, just yes, this yes. movement yes. of like is something bringing me closer to myself or not basically yes yes this yes I love it and there's life <laughs> and there's death and the death is just what did you say reminding us that we are eternal. And you yeah, it's it's the, for, it's the forgetting that there is eternal life. It's death, yes. basically. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And I've been talking. I've been talking to a friend who, yeah, you know, like there's this thing of like, um, you know, using substances or like using relationships or like things to distract yourself and not feel what you're feeling because it's so painful. And yeah, we've been talking about freedom and about what it means actually to to be free. And does it mean to be free to do whatever you want, or does it mean to be free to align what is truth? Yes, and and like be conscious, you know, because yeah. you're not going to just do whatever you want, are you? <laughs> yeah, that's so and that's why I really love the the attitudes and the responsibilities of mastery of like yeah. having just this pillar of of values and this pillar of like, um, you know, like just knowing what is right and what is not yes. right. Yeah, and it's and obviously it changes as you grow as you mm -hmm. evolve, but that's such a good point because the freedom is like uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not reckless. It's not like oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And as get as you evolve, yeah, you it ref becomes more refined of what you choose. You know, for me, it's it's the same like with choosing to. Some people feeling like I'm giving up my freedom if I'm in a relationship, yeah. 
Yes, or yes, like yes. feeling free because you completely commit to something. Yes. It's, yeah, it's this thing of like completely mm. committing to source and completely committing to um, God's source or however you want to call it. Like, yeah. um, this is how it feels for me. And this give, gives me so much like yeah. fire yeah. and like like yeah. the strength to continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, another paradox. Yeah, it's it's full yeah. of them. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love what you said about the the life. So it's like that the life and the anti-life. No, I just yeah, basically knowing because I like you said it's so true. There's so much going on in the truth of like whatever truth of <laughs> community, exposing all the stuff and like you know to be honest, yeah, fair enough. Someone someone's doing it great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, yeah. But I like what you said because it's like sometimes um, when you know that, that's all you need to know. Like there are agendas at play. There is darkness. Like I know. But then at the same time, it's like like you said, bridging, bridging the eternal source connection, one, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel it yeah. can be empowering to know about these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I also like it's not that I'm not like looking into what they're doing with like food or water supply or you know, like basically yeah. trashing up our Everything. freedom or trying that, you know? And yeah, yeah. um it's like I think it's about how you relate to something. It's not about mm. that something is completely, um, mm. yeah, this not just black or white thinking, mm-hmm. which is something like really, um, yeah, easy to do to just disregard something completely, but also to to have this thing of like, okay, seeing seeing through what is valuable here and what can mm. I extract, and even if it's not beneficial, what can I learn through this experience that I had, or what can I learn here, mm. you know. Yeah, and it's also like you said, then you choose choosing and remembering because mm-hmm. it's also kind of like how long are you going to spend in those those spaces? Yeah, and I feel it's kind of it's also empowering to know, but at mm-hmm. some point yeah. it becomes a distraction as well. You know, like everything mm-hmm. is like, yeah, how much darkness do you see? It how much darkness do you need to see to just choose choose truth and to choose the light and Ooh. to choose to go inside? Yes. What what a question! How much darkness do you need to see to choose truth and to go into the light? Wow, I love that. Yeah, and you know what? It's different for everyone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically, this is just my my experience. What I came to to realize. Yeah, question. Question. I'm I'm not at all finished with that exploration. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I feel like the yeah. more things that I um yeah experience and integrate the more these views become so nuanced you know you cannot really communicate this so so simply with like this is it and you know like also to see every i I was comparing it to like a detective or like a police officer Mm -hmm. who has like cases you know and Mm -hmm. to 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 look at each case like new it's not that Mm -hmm. you have like the standard template of how to deal with something Mm -hmm. you basically always like discern new you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And also, also having, of course, like this basic thing of like, okay, this is just something I'm not aligning with, but also staying open to not not already knowing what something is and being curious and just being open to seeing deeper layers of something and learning something there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. Yeah, it's just such an interesting time as well because yeah. it's like it is the unraveling of the dark and what's happening. And it's like, but we, we need to move through that. <laughs> a friend of mine just today sent me a voice note of saying like, a real shadow work is actually light work. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. I also realized that this calling to be a doula or a midwife 
is something so ancient and so deep and that it's actually much more than just bringing babies into the world i mean this is quite like a, Profound, a privilege yeah. like to be present in such a sacred um, moment of life mm. and it also shows you how how sacred and how how precious life is mm. and then it hurts so much to see other people just disregarding their health you know or just like mm. not honoring their bodies or yeah mm. maybe i can also see where i'm still doing that or where i can find more balance you know taking more rest and these kind of things but basically i realized that it's more about also energetically doulaing this process of awake awakening mm -hmm. and this collective rebirth we're going through you know to really hold the the energy of of trust mm -hmm. because in birth the, the best support is just being in trust and being calm yeah. and if yeah if someone's freaking out it's not helping yeah. if you continue to freak out with them together okay. like my therapist once said in the past um if you want to if you want to calm down a child you have to calm down yourself first because the child's mm -hmm. co-regulating with you. Mm -hmm. And if you are calm, the, the child is also calm. Mm -hmm. yeah. so are you still doing the doula? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be on call end of the month for a birth. Wow. And yeah. It's really for me it feels like um, a privilege to be allowed to be there. Yes. And every birth is so unique and different. And it's like I feel this is the, the place with the most um, where source is so close and also these spirit babies, they're just so mm. pure and um, powerful. And I feel all the work we're doing right now to alchemize all these pains and all these wounds and stuff is actually just opening the way for them to also come in mm -hmm. because, you know, like they yeah. grow in the root center, basically they grow in your mm -hmm. sacral area and when you when you're pregnant they push everything up that is not seen there and yeah it's the ultimate catalyst to to do this transformation and yeah it's, it's really a a deep journey as well mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah man thank you for listening and no. inviting me to speak Mm, thank you for sharing yeah obviously i had the conversation with you in the netherlands and i was like oh interesting stories you got there <laughs> yeah 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 it's amazing though as well to to um uh, yeah to give other people the space as well you know mm -hmm. to share mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and that's so needed i feel because um i i, I can just assume but for me at least this is true like I don't know if I would have shared this in that way mm -hmm. if you wouldn't have invited me you know mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's for the other people on your podcast as well but it's, it feels like it's mm -hmm. such a difference if someone is like in, inviting you mm -hmm. or if it's like I also don't feel like speaking to the camera just speaking something you know like I've did yes, that in the past of like just letting it flow also being inside and just um yeah just sharing what's coming through but it's so different if you have a conversation with someone if you actually yes. unravel together right if you yes. have someone doing it together with you yeah yeah totally it's so different one of my other friends started and she was talking about it, like the podcast space it's so mm -hmm. magical and i'm like oh yeah that, that's it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so true yeah i mean i'm yeah i'm so intrigued about the home birthing situation and I don't Do you have really a question there or something to... Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I was like, I kind of want it, but I don't really have a question. Um, I'm I'm soon going to report another podcast. Report. Mm -hmm. Record another podcast. 
um yeah about this topic so okay cool. maybe we can link that or i yes, can just definitely, do definitely. another episode with you on that topic because i feel like i could it's talk about fast. this for hours yeah. and it's like i feel it's kind of like something that um also takes a lot of like time to really unravel on a layer that feels okay fine yeah giving it giving it the, the honor you know like mm. it's, it feels like something that needs needs space and time also to speak about yeah 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 i mean i think obviously i heard the, the home birthing is on the rise mm -hmm. and i feel like exactly what you said at the beginning uh, this trauma that happens in the hospitals mm -hmm. it just doesn't need to happen you know yeah and it's such a magical experience you know Yeah, and it's this medicalization of birth, like making it an illness, basically. And yeah, you know, like this. I was writing my thesis about this of like how birth is taken out of the natural world, and as if it's something that we need to control, you know, as if it's something that's need to be intervened, you know. And yeah. there's always this tendency to do something because if it's just happening by itself, it's like not controlled, you know. And they want to. There's this like tendency everything. to basically suppress and control nature and also suppress and control birth but it's just mm -hmm. so raw you cannot control that yes. you know even if you try you do, you cannot know what is going to come basically yeah yeah well oh, actually now i do have a question how do you feel about like <laughs> uh the c-section thing because i feel like well i heard that, there's, that this is happening more and more and what has happening is they're just scheduling people in mm -hmm. without Do you know what I mean? They're just pre-putting mm -hmm. it in the diary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually started an internship in the hospital. And yeah, it was really intense for me. Because, yeah. you know, to feel everything and like to, to be really in this environment where birth is completely treated a different way than I experienced before at the home births. It was really shocking for me. I mean, I've heard of that, but to be there... And to see how they treat the women and to see how, yeah, they treat the placenta even, like this organ that your body just grows to nourish the baby. There's then just thrown away or used for stem cell. Um, so there's so many things to talk about. Also like this um, oh. cord cutting, this, yes. you know, preterm cord cutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually like one third of the blood still being in the placenta that the baby actually needs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then using that for stem cell um, research yeah. and whatever, cosmetics, or I don't know what they're doing with their blood. I actually, you know, I had this, yeah, downloads about that and I actually don't want to really know. It's just this thing of like being dependent upon the system and kind of putting you into the system from right from the beginning before you can even make yeah. the choice for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you, your parents just doing that because they think that's the way it's been done. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like such a revolution with the home births as well. Mm -hmm. Because normally yeah. people, women were birthing at home with other women together. The, yeah, like the doula yes. movement is kind of this revival of the village. Yes. And it's this remembering of how it actually was or how it is supposed to be I love that. and yeah it's also said like you need a village to raise a child mm -hmm. and that we're so like isolated in this like core families is not like normal i mean by now it's normal but it's also a way how you build houses and how you just structure a society you know yes. um so yeah. what's the situation with the uh what's it called the cord Yeah, basically, like it's it's cut a lot of times, and then the blood is in the placenta still. And is it not supposed to be cut straight away? It's, or? it's like the thing is like it depends when you cut it, and if it's still pumping. Ah. Um, sometimes they cut it when it's still pumping. Sometimes it's also 
necessary, but like in most reasons, it's just because they just want to do it fast. They want to have this, I don't know, I feel they want to have the blood, whatever. And the thing is, it's not not so much blood supposedly, but the baby is really small. And for the baby, it's so much blood, you know? And it's a completely different thing if you already start your life off with one third less blood in yourself, you know? Um, and I feel there's also already more awareness about that. And wow. maybe I'm in the bubble there as well. But this is something that I feel as a doula, I can also make people aware of their choices and that they, yes. they can have choices. And yes. that it's kind of just informed consent, you know? Maybe yeah, women, yeah. like, she feels like she wants to have a cesarean section. And it's not my place as doula to say, like, no, this is bad, you know? It's more about supporting her and finding what is the right choice for her and putting my own pre-assumptions and my own judgments and my own yeah, yeah. preferences aside. Totally. But what is the thing with the C-section? Like, I feel like this is something I really do not know so much What about. What do you mean with the C-section? Like, like why they do so many or? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not a natural birth, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, I feel it's important to not disregard this because, um, it's called also belly birth and it's like for a lot of women it feels like a failure you know as if they haven't had a real yeah, birth yeah, no, but no. there's also this story of like you know like they basically um get all their layers cut you know and like they get their belly opened for this being to be trans trans uh, delivered and of course this is not like the natural way but it's also taking so much courage i mean that these women i have so much respect for their journey as well and it's it's really intense to deal with that also with the scar afterwards you know and like it's it's causing a lot of disconnection for many from the body yes. yeah yeah and yeah yeah a lot of times it's really not necessary and this is like an economic economic and political choice wait, wait. it's not necessary let's see this is it because i feel like this is what happens it's just this way that it is mm -hmm. you just accept it you just and what you said about choice is exactly yeah. the important part because yeah so some people like it's advised that if you want to know if you want to make sure that you have like a natural birth look at the cesarean section rate of the hospital you're going to birth in because some hospitals have like a 30 percent c-section rate or even higher you know wow. and there's one there's one hospital in austria where there's a doctor and he had like in his whole life of like delivering baby not delivering like supporting women in birth for i think 50 50 years he had like 1% cesarean section rate. Wow. And even the 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 um WHO says that the that the percentage should not be above 10%. Even if they say it, you know, it's like even more alarming that that is still happening that there are so many C-sections yeah. happening. And I think it's because people are so dis women are so disconnected from themselves, also yeah. like from their period and like it's just such a taboo topic all of that. Mm -hmm. Also like death, I think death and birth is kind of both a taboo mm. the same mm. way mm. and mm. yeah because yeah, it's, it's so much yeah. in the invisible and we're not like exposed to it you know like if you live yeah. in a tribe and you see other women giving birth it's something completely normal but here you mostly hear like women having horror stories or not telling mm. you something at all yeah. and there's this whole positive birth movement of sharing positive birth stories yes and just sharing things that are encouraging and sharing how to do this in an empowered way and reconnecting to yeah to this innate power in your body of birthing this baby if mm. if your body is able to grow this baby mm. it's also able to yeah. to let us let it go again mm. yeah so yeah this is the thing so i heard there's just it's like 
that makes sense what you said because it's like the hospitals will just go okay we're going to do c-section and obviously there probably are things where why you know but then you're right that something there's something else as well other things mm-hmm. that are happening the connection and yeah yeah, yeah i feel this is like this thing that there's a lot of like awesome movies you always see these dramatic scenes you know about birth and a woman's <laughs> like so true yeah i feel we get we get these images wow. you know like of of how yeah. birth looks like and yeah. then when you go actually search on youtube look like home birth it's like it's it's completely different maybe you know for mm-hmm. some people it's, it's so individual you cannot yeah. predict it and um i think what i said with the economic part at least here in germany for a c-section mm-hmm. the hospital gets much more money than for a normal like for a vaginal wow. birth i'm sorry i feel like i drop all these bombs for me they're already normal because i had like already like so many years mm-hmm. to process that yeah yeah, but yeah no, that's so yeah that's not cool man no that's it's not like oh really yeah and it's yeah. also much more you know predictable and faster and even yes, around natural mean. birth you know just because the baby comes out of the the, the vagina doesn't mean it was a natural birth in that sense of they yes. still put you on drugs you know they still do whatever they pull at the cord i don't want to scare anyone of birth in the yes. hospitals also some some people have a lot of uh, luck and have beautiful experiences and have yeah, really yeah. come come hospital births it's yeah. just like why to put something in an environment that is already in the first place not natural there's this really um popular gynecologist from france michel odor is his name and he he's really like um at an advocate of midwives and of natural birth and he said that actually women need a space that is the same way like any other um what is it called mammal you know, for example, a cat, what does a cat do if she gives birth? She goes somewhere where it's like kind of dark or shady mm. and cozy and where it's like calm and where it's familiar and where she feels safe. Mm. And if like you think of home birth, mm. like you can dim the light, you have candles there, you know, you can put on your music and yeah, it's already kind of an environment that makes you more relaxed because you actually need the same hormones in birth and um, the oxytocin and all these yeah um transmitters that you need when you make love it's the same the same energy basically wow and in the hospital there's not even there's not the environment to even access that state you know this trance state of Mm. going so inward most of the times because you have something beeping there are like noises around there like a lot of lights there are smells that you don't know there are people coming in that you have never seen again seeing you in your most vulnerable state you know it's just a different environment and it takes a lot of courage and strength to go there i think mm. yeah some people say it's like courage to have homework for me it's, it feels the other way around actually um yeah it both takes courage yeah, but it's more it's, it's more demanding i feel because you actually need to go inward and to just mm. connect with yourself and the baby and at the same time you kind of have to dis- defend yourself or you know like mm. be in the mental and like make decisions and stuff and I feel at home it's just more um more safe mm. and also when, when you look at the statistics it's not that home birth is less secure than in the hospital because by now midwives have like six women they take care of at the same time for example or they they're just super tired or overworked you know it's not on them it's the system that is like just burning them out mm. and yeah at home you just have one midwife that is like with you and she always like sees if something's going on and if there's like something off you can do still a transfer to the hospital 
Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the situation um, with the placenta? Um, you mean in, like how it's used or how it's treated or what I feel about it or what do you mean exactly? What do you feel about it? <laughs> okay. So for me, um, basically in, in the um, in the embryonal development, it's in the beginning not clear what is becoming the child and what's becoming the placenta. And this is feeling so significant for me because it actually shows it's a part of you. It's like, and they say it's a part um, that is dying while you are like born. And for me, it's like a, like your body grows a whole organ that is giving out again to to nourish your, your baby all the nine months. And for me, it feels like so dishonoring to just put it in the freezer and then basically use it for cosmetics or put it in the trash or whatever. And for me, it has the spiritual connotation as well. Of like some people say it's the first um, separation that we experience as a baby, like that the cord is cut. That's why some women do a lotus birth and they leave the cord on longer until it's like dried and it falls off by, by itself. And yeah, basically you can do it in a gentle way as well. You know, like when it stopped pumping and it's white and then you can just cut it in a way that's really, um, yeah, respecting this this separation in a gentle way and not just like doing it really fast and actually pre-term. Mm. And I, I've done rituals with Lysanders in the past of like um, doing a burial for them, kind of like um, giving them back to the earth. And also I worked with like an um, Ecuadorian shaman medicine woman. She was also a midwife. And she said like, it's really important to um, put the placenta back into the earth in a place where it's like warm basically. And the, then to put like a tree on top of it, which is kind of showing as well about the health of the child. And for me, it just feels so powerful to kind of place this placenta into the earth and kind of, um, yeah, connect yourself to the earth in that way. And to honor that that organ and all that, and that it was basically giving your child the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, I'll link the the other podcast that you'll do. Will be more information there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it will be yeah, more about spirit babies and about preconception communication with the babies already. Wow. And these kind of wow. things we're going to explore. And yeah. Okay. Definitely and free flow like today so i don't really know what we're going to talk about but yeah. around this topic definitely yeah. <laughs> amazing man. What, thank you what thank a journey <laughs> i know right yeah totally yeah do you um where do you see now like moving forwards after coming into this information recognizing that you know it's not all just perfectly fine to just fall into anything it's not really how it works and then uh and with what's happening in the world at the moment, what do you kind of see moving forwards for yourself? For myself in the sense of like how I want to show up or where I see the world going or what do you mean with that? Um, maybe more the second one, but also the first one, why not? <laughs> yeah, I really literally see this split thing happening of like just things fading out of my reality. You know, I'm just not, I kind of know that these realities exist for other people. But I'm not experiencing them. And it's really, really, I'm really humbled and grateful for that because, you know, I work in home office most of the time or, you know, just choosing whom I want to support as a doula and a physical as well. Um, because most of the work I do is online as well right now. And yeah, so it's kind of like this safe bubble. But if you, yeah, meet other people and go out, you realize like some people um, 
live in a completely different reality although you can sit in the same room and mm. i feel this just became more prevalent you know and also mm. realizing that it's not taking for granted knowledge that we share about right now for Ooh. me it feels like so foundational in the sense of like everyone should know this and yes. everyone should should be aware of this but i also see how i wasn't aware of this at, yeah, at some yeah. time and also coming coming into colantics i realized like wow i didn't even knew that there's something deeper to see here and to just stay humble and to just stay yeah stay curious about um basically asking the right questions yeah yeah because you have to seek it mm -hmm. you have yeah. to seek yeah but i agree but that's just the way that it is now the this knowledge isn't widely known but it will become mm -hmm. more yeah and it is you know mm -hmm. and i feel it's also sometimes not just about having this knowledge available in the mental way oh, it's really yeah. also like you kind of receive it and then it's like so much and it has to sink down in the embodiment as well which is the continuous process i'm in and i feel we're all in and we're kind of supporting each other with as well mm -hmm. and of seeing like what is actually true for us and all of that and all of that information and yeah and also to realize to just meet everyone where they're at you know to not say yeah. like yeah. someone who's still like in the new <laughs> you know what i mean like in the channeling movement or whatever yeah. um to say it like they're evil because maybe they also just don't know better right now yeah, as, as we were in the past you know what i mean yeah, it's like it's, we were also in these places of thinking we kind of know what we're doing and yeah. now we kind of know a little better yeah. and not to come from our from arrogance but to come from this place of like hey actually there's something that is uniting us all and this is like wanting to remembering source i feel yeah. and sometimes i don't speak about spirituality in the way i do with you now but you, you can still give this give some people the feeling of it mm -hmm. like what we've been talking in this other um exploration of like you don't even need to tell someone about agendas or whatever sometimes it's sometimes just about um embodying that and just being present with them which is already opening something up i, I had this in my own experience of just being with some other beings and just their presence made me realize things and things were coming up for me and i, I just yeah received this transmission on a level beyond the language basically yeah 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 i mean that's yeah. good that's a good thing to just kind of like yeah bring into the whole journey it's not just about mentally understanding it it's the yeah embodiment yeah and even when i'm saying it i'm kind of remembering it myself again you know all these things we're speaking about it's something that has so many layers and also remembering our our soul or our true being yeah. i feel this happens in stages it's like um this is so profound and i feel this is not something you can get through hearing someone on a youtube or it's something you can get like yes. pinpointers or you can do it like pointers but it's something that you have to i don't know it's just happening through grace i feel and also through your own curiosity as you said like you have to look for it you have to be invested into it and you have to want to see it because it's not just falling into your lap or basically i feel like what what happens is like something tragic and traumatic ha happens to fall into your lap and then you're just forced to kind of look at things deeper and you're kind of forced to find a way into integrating that and healing and that's for some people it's like you can also get stuck in this loop of learning through pain yeah. and there comes this moment where you just realize okay i just want to learn on my on my own i just choose healing 
and I just choose to do this not not when it's super bad but like all the time kind of yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like health prevention not like when it's already too late and you have cancer kind of thing. yes yeah 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 thank you so I like to ask everyone this question what does freedom mean to you Freedom for me means to remember who I truly am and being able to let source work through me. Mm. And to purify everything that is in the way from from seeing clear. Mm -hmm. Like for me, freedom is a lot, is, is clarity and freedom is to access this love inside and access this this wisdom inside and freedom is just remembering remembering into source love it thank you <laughs> thank and, you um do you have any final words you'd like to share for anyone else going through this journey into the awakening deeper into the layers and the levels <laughs> yeah it's to be honest honest about what you really actually already know to be honest to yourself about what you actually know already wow that's so powerful yeah don't kid yourself <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm yeah amazing and to listen to the intuition because this little voice or this inner knowing is always there and we sometimes just i don't know why we do this but we don't listen and yeah it's basically I'm abandoning ourselves. and yeah i i choose to yeah. to remember more and more that this is actually already guiding me all the time yes yeah and it is it's literally always yeah <laughs> always there thank you so much yeah amazing <laughs> thank you so much for the yeah beautiful space and co-creating yeah all this the stuff of me mm. yeah thank you for sharing it's amazing that you were connected like really deeply from such a young age yeah it was pretty lonely, but it becomes more joyful to to meet all of you and just to realize, like, yeah, yeah we've all kind of felt the same way. And yeah, yeah, just seeing in a different light and just, uh, yeah, basically embracing our inner children and bringing them home and seeing, like, we're actually the, the ones we've been waiting for. And yeah, just this is also can these like sayings can be so shallow, but to yeah. realize what they truly mean. Yeah, true. Like, so I literally, true. um, yeah, I've been waiting for someone to receive me in the way that I'm receiving myself or I'm learning to receive myself right now. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think you're right. We have, I think, a lot of us have felt this a bit isolated, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I'm really uh, excited, you know, or energized to see what unravels, to see, you know where from here do you know what I mean because I think so yeah. many of us have put in so much how work. can it get any better than this already like yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah and I just feel like like personally I went through so much of the freaking heavy sludge you know mm-hmm. and then kind of like learning how to navigate it so now it's like come on <laughs> Yeah, let's see. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And everyone you. else who took the time and patience and, yeah, openness to listen to all of this. Mm. Yes, thank you. Looking forward to your other podcast as well. <laughs> Bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101 a ninja's guide to navigating a spiritual awakening which is led by me and is offered by a donation so if you feel called to that then please dive in it's available via our website thank you